was a boy who had a band of brothers. There was a boy who had a band of brothers. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Far away! Far away! Far away! He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and the Braves are in their beds, the sun is going down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Actually, it would normally be time for you to find out what happened today, but today is a special day because it's Tammy's day off, and she is off on a really wonderful adventure, and that means that we are pre-recording a special podcast tonight, and that is going to be a former camper, now counselor podcast. And uh, it's an opportunity for you all to hear what it is like for these guys as they become counselors and also who grew up here. Because of all the people at camp, myself included, guys like the three guys who are here have the most in common with your boys because they know what it's like to be here as a kid, which is pretty profound, I think. And so without further ado, these guys are going to lean into the mic here and tell uh, you guys, where they're from, and when they joined Camp Cobbacy, and uh, what they do at camp right now. We'll start on the right. Go ahead. Hello, everyone. My name is David Sy. I come from a family of four in Natick, Massachusetts. My younger brother was a sachem last year. I was sachem in 2015. This is my seventh year at Cobbacy, and I'm really honored to have this chance to talk about my experience, both this year and the past six up here in Monmouth, Maine. David, what do you do here at camp? I am the fitness fit- guy. I'm the fitness guy, so I teach classes <laughs> to Warriors Council and Sachem four times a day. And then B-Day's first period, the competition kicks up when we head to Cobbacy Colony Golf Course for um, driving and putting green contests. Uh, and then also I help out on some inner camps. And what age group do you work with? I live in the Braves area, so I sleep um, with two other counselors, and then our bunk right now has nine kids, all ages eight and nine years old. Nice. Paul Lou Van Lang, you're next. Sometimes you get called PLVL. Lean on exactly. in here. Exactly. All right. So, um, this is my ninth year at Cobbacy. I was a Sachem in 2014, and um, yeah, I'm also honored to talk about my experience here. What do, what do you do here at camp now? Uh, I'm a basketball counselor, and some days I have uh, mountain biking mixed in. Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Jackson Lee. I am a climbing instructor and a volleyball instructor from Hong Kong. I live in the Braves area right now. Um, I was a camper at Cobbacy from 2010 until 2013. Uh, I would have been a sachem in 2014, but uh, life had some other plans at the time. But I'm back now. Here's a counselor having uh, having a great summer. Great. And so let's start with, Paul, uh, you were here at the youngest age. How old were you when you showed up to Camp Crowd? Uh, I was 10. I was a brave. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what was, if you can remember, what do you <laughs> think, tell me a little bit about what it was like to be a 10-year-old walking through these gates and being here. Was it scary? Was it exciting? Was it both? Uh, it was a little bit intimidating. I had just like recently moved to the U.S. and... Um, it was just a whole new experience for me, but 
like through sports and through like with great counselors I became really comfortable here and uh, yeah grew a lot nice <laughs> David you're the next youngest as a child here <laughs> back in the day that's a weird stat um, what was it like for you? Do you remember when you first got here? What was that? Like? A lot of the things the former counselors talk about is how Cobsey teaches young boys how to be confident in themselves and in their own abilities. And that's something that Paul and Jackson and I have all talked about, how we came to this camp shy and unsure of where we stood, whether it be like at school, socially, or in the greater society in this camp, know. yeah, mm -hmm. or all of the above. In this camp, for so many of us that do come back, it's about teaching boys that there is a different way to live, a, di a way that's, I don't know, more peaceful. It's without a lot of the pressures that I would see every single day on Instagram and on Snapchat. Um, <laughs> I remember distinctly as that 10-year-old brave, 10-and-a-half-year-old, seeing my sachem captain in color war david Villari, who stood at six foot 170 pounds as a 15 year old Gosh, and i remember after the 15. first night in color war which is in my opinion the best night during rope burn when after we had just lost the rope the fire itself had gotten to probably 25 feet high he was clearly very mad because our team had lost but he walked past down the entrance road and we walked all the way back um, to the climbing area. I went to Braves, he went to Sachin, but the entire way he talked with me and he was like this heroic figure in my mind that carried me through all the way until my Sachin year when I got to the road burn and that was really special. That's awesome. Go ahead, Jack. It's quite interesting just to compare because David Velarde, the name totally rings a bell with me too, except I remember him from tribal games and of course yeah. I had never uh, met David until much, much later, but it's so interesting that like we have memories of these figures and we have memories of like these experience with people that were so special to us in our lives and like had such similar interactions and like grew in such similar ways and yet like never knew each other just kind of because of that first to second session separation. I think it's really cool to see the kind of ripples that people leave behind them as they, you know, participate in this community. Mm. It's cool. What was something, uh, and you know, you know, this is off the cuff and so I, the Cobbacy family is frequently hearing me you know, stumble and, and hiccup and so on while we're doing these podcasts. So don't worry if it's if it's a little bumpy. But um, what were some things that were challenging for you? For you, I would say, from a skill standpoint or a social standpoint. You already talked about being shy. Was there anything? Was the waterfront especially intimidating? Was the being in the woods intimidating? Being away from your folks, that kind of thing. What was? What were? Where was the adversity? I think the biggest thing for me came in interactions with older counselors and campers and something that we do every day and take for granted but is talking to people that are older than you and having conversations with adults um, i remember being 10 years old and 11 years old and struggling through interactions with basically lewis or lloyd or griff um, because i was very intimidated and i was unsure of where i stood like i was just very small very skinny not very athletic like half Chinese quarter, English quarter Irish kid that like for his entire life been like, you are uh, like a good athlete, but then I get here and it's like competition brings out so much more than their outside world mm -hmm. does to kids. Competition is so much more meaningful. Um, I don't know, probably other guys can talk about sportsmanship and what that really means. But when we're coaching and when we're refing games, like these past two sessions, we try and hammer home the importance of what it means to have good character mm -hmm. and to be like a real competency man. Yeah. yeah. In terms yeah. of what was difficult. And yeah, a big moment of adversity for me. I don't know. Um, 
I do feel like I look back on some times of, as a camper when I really struggled, but I feel like this past uh, session I found myself on the receiving end of a pretty tough travel game setup. I remember I working really, really hard and just feeling like, you know, things just weren't sticking or things weren't quite going our way, and I remember feeling really, really frustrated, and I think a lot of that comes from having done travel games for so long, being so invested in it, really caring, and like, I sat down with my chief and I talked to him about it, and he said, you know, it's actually... It's one of those things that, like, the point is that you actually do really buy into loving travel games and that you care this much, even though they, like, kind of are whatever. Like, it's just boys playing against other boys. But it's important that you care because a lot of people just don't care about anything. And when you can care about things just because they're not, maybe not even important for you, but because they're important for someone else and someone else's growth, like, that's why we do what we do. Um, that really stood out to me. It really, like, made that moment that was actually quite like negative for me at the time really like spun it positive for me and gave me a really good mindset kind of continuing through travel games and I think into this next session as well. Nice. Paul? Um, adversity? Just when you were a kid, yeah. Well, as I said, I was a very shy kid. Socially, I wasn't confident at all and the only like source of confidence was in sports mm. and it really like developed here from the very beginning and it like allowed me to grow as a person like become more confident in every type of situation mm. and also I think Jackson's right like buying into stuff and being totally totally involved um, brings out another side of people and allows you to grow like no other thing because mm. like, outside of camp most teenage boys are told that it's it's cool to not care yeah Whereas here at camp, the found very very foundation of every single Calvary counselor and then campers mindset is that what can I do to buy in? What can I do to help? How can I make this a more enjoyable experience for the boys and then mm -hmm. for everyone? Mm. So um, I guess th maybe it's not going back, but now that you are on the other side, Jackson already sort of hit on this. <laughs> Those heroic figures is the word you use. Sorry. You know, they were really amazing when you were 10, did you, and now now you're they. You are the figures that the seven-year-olds and eight-year-olds are looking up to and be like, oh my gosh, PLVL just talked to me, or Jackson's leading a song, or um, David Sy just told me this thing and now I can't wait to be in the intercamp, or whatever. Um, what have you noticed is surprisingly hard about being one of those figures, and what is, what is you know, what is easy or exciting or sweet oh man all the eyes all the time you always feel like uh every minute even when you're in the bunk right like you're being watched and how you behave is leaving impressions and you watch it because it happens in real time you watch your, you like do something or you like say something and you see the kids especially the younger ones they mimic you yeah. like within minutes especially. of it kind of happening it catches <laughs> like fire and so you can you're kind of very very immediately aware and made aware of like the impact you have and it makes you kind of at first, it definitely made me, like, freeze up a little bit and wonder, like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so terrified of screwing this up. And then I started <laughs> to realize over time that it was just one of those things that, like, they're looking to you because they sense there's, like, a natural it's, – it's the natural way of things. There's that natural connection. And, you know, if you lean into the just keeping it natural, being yourself, like, that's what's going to really, like, take you. You're here for a reason. Especially with the younger kids. Mm -hmm. Everything you do and say will be copied within minutes. And it's <laughs> – Good and bad at the same time, mm -hmm. it depends. Um, but there are lots of positives to it too. Like I remember, same thing aside, um, looking up to those figures and just, you know, seeing them as something 
like way more than me something that i couldn't ever attain and now like mm -hmm. being here uh in the position that we're in like it really takes you back and makes you like analyze like what you thought was so good about them and mm, what right. like, you saw in them and i'm still trying to like grasp the fact that some people might be looking at us the way yeah. that we looked yeah at that them seems really before. insane mm -hmm. to me <laughs> especially because during orientation we talked a lot about sponge versus brick and sponge moments and I, I saw it, we saw it today during U13 lacrosse. We had an inner camp. And I think I would probably will never forget the smile on Nate Bach. He was a 13-year-old, really good athlete, really nice kid. I had just met him a couple days ago, so we were pretty cordial. But then during the game, coaching him, telling him, hey, you need to pull the ball up to the top left. You need to do this move, this move. Then you will go to the goal and you will score. And then seeing him single-handedly carry... Um, the ball through four defenders and then shoot and then come off the field with a massive smile on his face like to me That's what makes mm -hmm. the like 3 a.m. Wake-ups because yeah. your camper is very upset. He misses home like the, all the times like you're just crying for no like the campers just crying for nothing <laughs> or you yourself like at the end of travel games like I was bawling my tears out It makes all those moments worth it because you see the kid and he's like permanently shaped by an achievement or in other mm -hmm. cases like I remember when I was like, in council at 12 years old playing up with the Sachem um, for lacrosse and just getting pushed around mm -hmm. like just absolutely getting um, put into my place I remember that because it was in the rain it was with Cobbacy legends like Brett Rudden and Matt Waltman yeah, yeah, yeah. like Austin Smith like a lot of guys that have been second session heroes uh, and I remember just being like scared but I think back to that a lot during sports in my high school career. I think back to, okay, it was pouring rain and we lost. And I was very upset. But, like, what did I learn from that? Mm -hmm. This is great. Um, when you, I mean, we, we actually try to keep these to 10 minutes. I could have this conversation for an hour. <laughs> this is I could awesome. Too. Yeah. Um, so, I know, I know. This is awesome. yeah, we have. Well, yeah. We do. We have had this conversation <laughs> so many times. So one of the what's so cool about so much of the of the leadership here is that it's the same leadership as when you were boys. So I got to ask some of the standard questions. What you know over the years, what is we're gonna, downshifting seriously in subject mm -hmm. here. Um, tell me, what, literally, honestly, what is your favorite favorite Lewis Lee meal? Oh man! All all breakfast, lunch, and dinners. Pizza everything. and wings. Meatball subs have grown on me like oh, past couple of like they just come at the right times. Church. They're well spaced out, and they're just like the perfect lunch. They fill you up. They get you ready to go. <laughs> nice. If you aren't smiling and ecstatically happy after a Chinese food night <laughs> made by Louis Lee, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> those are, by the way, Cobbsy families, those are unusual choices. Usually, the, except for pizza and wings, those were two Acquired. unconventional, unconventional <laughs> answers. That's, um, how know, that's how you know we've been here a long time. So. Yeah. All right, so the, another standard question is, what is your favorite single spot physical spot at camp cobbacy oh, no. not counting your bunk you can't say yeah. sleepy time that's hard yeah so hard. i have one okay uh it's either the top of the climbing wall or the top of the platform in the tree where i send kids down the zip line it's something like 36 feet up in the air you just hang you're clipped into a rope and you can just like sit there and hang i've taken so many naps in that tree you're just kind of hanging out between periods when kids are coming through it's a beautiful view. The tree sways ever so slightly. You like, nice. you feel at peace. It's really, really nice. That's great. For me, it's the Cobbadome because this year I've been teaching out of there. But also, I remember my Satan year. I'm, I'm really, really bad at basketball, like, like <laughs> atrociously bad. And like, I've worked like somewhat hard on it. Like Paul, is, Paul, I could attest to this. Like, <laughs> 
I try, but I'm, just, I'm very, very bad at basketball. And my Sachemir, having usually been pulled in most years, I, mean, I went four for four from the free throw line. Yeah, applause, I know. <laughs> but, like, it was <laughs> that applause, moment. Please. Like, we won Color War, or we won that game, and then next day we won Color War. Uh, and seeing the Cobbadome, which you guys who are all at home will see when you guys hopefully pick up your sons, the Cobbadome is something that's so special to every kid. To see the old Cobbadome logo, um, and then like from eight o'clock to like nine o'clock during most like group nights, like dodgeballs in there. Mm-hmm. There's so much uh, like counselor and camper stuff. A lot of the socials are in there too. It's just a very important part of camp. I would agree. I don't think I can answer that question. <laughs> um, you got I don't have the same. You got I don't have a uh, single favorite spot on camp. I don't like to limit myself. <laughs> top three. Yeah, top, top three. Top three. And the docks down at the waterfront. Mm-hmm. Love the view. Mm-hmm. A lot sure. of sunrises sure. watch from those. Griff's mm-hmm. Court. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Where are we go. And. In front of the dining hall. Yep. Huh. Nice. Was just about. Also unconventional answers. It's great. Well, guys, we all have to get ready for a campfire in the mm-hmm. rain. No worries, Cobbacy <laughs> families. We're not afraid. It's going to be fine. Um, and uh, these guys are got to get back to their bucks. But, it, guys, it's been a real pleasure. This Thank is you for awesome. having us. Super yeah, excited about this. Such a pleasure. All right. Well, um, as we sign off the same way each time, and that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, nodding off, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart.